0: Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in 1 Corinthians 6, but before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for your word and thank you for caring about us. I'm grateful for the way you love us. You love me. And I just pray, Father, that as we go through your word today, that you would be the one that talks to us. Holy Spirit, guide this conversation, guide this reading, I pray. I pray you'd fill our hearts with your spirit, with your love, and your understanding. Be with us as we read, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. So chapter six, let's just go ahead and jump right on in. If any of you has a dispute with another, Do you dare to take it before the ungodly for judgment instead of before the Lord's people? Or do you not know that the Lord's people will judge the world? And if you are to judge the world, are you not competent to judge trivial cases? Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more the things of this life? Therefore, if you have disputes about such matters, do you ask for a ruling from those whose way of life is scorned in the church? I say this to shame you. Is it possible that there is nobody among among you wise enough to judge a dispute between believers? But instead, one brother takes another to court, and this is in front of unbelievers. The very fact that you have lawsuits among you means you have been completely defeated already. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? Instead, you yourselves cheat and do wrong, and you do this to your brothers and sisters. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, or idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You say, food for the stomach and stomach for the food for food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two will become one flesh, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So that's a pretty big chapter for today's society. We have people sleeping together before they're married. We have people, you know, heavy into porn. We have people heavy into prostitution. It's everywhere. We have so many different elements the thing that strikes me the most there are two things one it's the reminder that when we have sex we're uniting ourselves with that person and do we want to do that and the other thing that always strikes me with that is the Holy Spirit is in me my body is his te- is the temple of the Holy Spirit do I want to do i really want to unite my the holy spirit with my sexual immorality those are the things some of the things that i have to think of, that i think about and scare me now ada um i'm sorry charles spurgeon he had a sermon that dealt with verses 9 through 11 and he talks about, Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived? Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Spurgeon goes on to write, or preach, the gospel is full of mercy to sinners, but it shows no mercy to sin. The gospel speaks most tenderly to the ungodly, but it speaks most sternly to ungodliness. There is a great difference made in the old te- in the New Testament between the sinner and the sin. And while the sinner is an infant, infinite mercy spared encouraged to hope and wooed by almighty love sin is denounced as a dreadful thing an abominable thing which god hates and must punish the highest standard of holiness is set forth under the gospel it does not come to cut down the requirements of the law and to say you cannot keep the perfect law of the lord but do the best you can and that will suffice There is nothing like that in the New Testament. It does not come to men and say, in a tone of pity, you poor ignorant creatures, you have unwittingly fallen into sin, and therefore there is no guilt in your transgression of the law of God. Nothing of the kind. For even when our Savior on the cross said concerning his mockers and murderers, they know not what they do, he prayed, Father, forgive them thereby plainly declaring that they were sinners who needed to be forgiven even though their transgression was a sin of ignorance so so much of the new testament and the is really about forgiveness and we focus on that but what was happening in the uh corinthian church was very different it was something where they were they were committing sexual you know, sins and just living the life. And it was a mess for people or for them. And yet they were calling themselves Christians and they were presenting themselves as such. So when you look at it, I'll read from um, the ESV expository. It talks about this section of, this section addresses the fourth of 10 major issues in the letter, excusing sexual immorality. This is another area in which the Corinthians have adopted the worldly values of their pagan culture. The the immediately preceding paragraph is a hinge between verses one through 11 and 12 through 20, as the vice list begins with the sexually immoral and adulterers. It appears that the men in Corinth Corinth, who profess to be Christians are sleeping with prostitutes at the end of private banquets. This is immoral sex. This immoral sex was culturally acceptable and normal in pagan Corinth. And the Christian men argue that they have the right to do it. The passage's structure built on slogans Paul quotes to summarize how some Corinthians in the church are defending their right to use prostitutes. Paul quotes the same slogan twice in verse 12, another in verse 13, and a third in verse 18. Immediately after quoting each slogan, Paul refutes the Corinthians' argument. The final command states the passage's main message. Glorify God in your body. Everything Paul writes in this passage supports that command. Glorify God with your body by not having immoral sex. So even in, and so if we apply that, and I apply that to my world today, you know, lots of people have, they're okay with, you know, having sex with multiple partners. Lots of partners, hey, sometimes at the same time, multiple partners. They have no challenge and issues with porn even though that destroys lives. They have no challenge with any of that. And, and as you've seen, our society just keeps going further and further down. And, but Paul is saying, no, you can't do that. Even if it is acceptable in your culture, you can't do those things. So I think as a reminder to us today, this is a good reminder to flee from sexual immorality we can't do that. We need to go we need to glorify God with our body by not having immoral sex. And I would take that to another level not by being gluttons and overeating, not by being unhealthy, not by overdrinking and being alcoholics. All those things with our body, we need to go and honor God with our bodies, not just through sex or in being pure that way, but also in what we see, what we do, what we eat. Do we exercise? Do we take care of it? Do we truly respond to our bodies as the temple? I can answer often, no, I don't. But that's something Paul is screaming at me. It screams to my heart. So with that, let's go back to God in prayer. Lord, I thank you for this. I thank you for your word. I thank you for Paul's bluntness and his logic. And I pray, Father, for And thank you for your Holy Spirit opening my heart and my eyes and my spirit to your message. And I just pray for the strength to honor you with my body, to honor you with my heart and to love you with all that I am and to be able to love my neighbor as myself. I just lift up this time. I lift up our country and I lift up our family and friends to you. It's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.